What is good, Divine Dolls, Divine Dudes? So it has been a while since my last podcast saw a different side of me. I definitely used my stinger on that one. Um, I'm glad I listened to the to what she was saying, though, because it helped me, I think, to kind of sharpen some talking points that I have. And this is really going to be intended to be a highly motivational, um, introspective piece. So I know there are two things I want to kind of circle around and I might have to um, stop the podcast, reflect on what I said, and then make sure to get the second point in. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to title this, you know, the type of woman that experiences cold winters, right? Or we've been playing a lot with uh, winter is here. Okay, and so if I'm going to um, <clears throat> have veracity in my messages, right? So Age of Aquarius is about veracity. And the more truth you have and work with, the better we can be. And one of the things that I keep going back to is um, how critical it is for me to address if there is dis-ease or cancer that needs to be limited from the body and so what that means is um if if i've been diagnosed with um cancer in a certain body part it's not the time for me to say well you know i've talked about if i had cancer in my left hand um this is this is this wouldn't be the time for me to say well i don't have cancer in my eyeballs and my face and my breasts and my legs and my ovaries and my in my right arm or my right hand, or my feet, so then therefore, I'm just gonna either ignore it, or disregard it, right, so just to kind of keep in line, I'm gonna have to go through some type of chemotherapy, or some type of holistic approach, but I have to address it, right, and that's to protect the rest of the body, so with that being said, it might feel a little bit uncomfortable, you know, um, but this is the Pepto-Bismol, and Pepto-Bismol happens to be pink, and I love pink, so let's go. So, you know, it you could have a little bit of discomfort, a little bit of indigestion, because some of, some people think that, that fat meat, fat meat, what is it? Grease is, grease is, what? Meat isn't greasy? Chicken ain't greasy. <laughs> I don't know. But, but my point is, you know, we're being fed, the black community kids, understand like the way I'm looking at it is at this is Virgo rising my assignment is to analyze right we are the stomach of the body right of the whole of the collective so the black community being the body we are being fed certain narratives right we are being fed narratives surrounding victim consciousness we are fed narratives surrounding you know um, the value of black men and women we are being fed narratives about you know what selective breeding looks like we are being fed narratives surrounding religion right and our reproductive um rights and choices and stuff like that so um one of the phrases that came up and one of the things that we were fed was winter is coming this is something that kevin kitten samuels uh kitten heels samuels um said before he went on to meet his maker and um i think the natural 
um, proclivity is for you to kind of be like, what? What do you mean? No, it's not coming. I have content out there where I'm kind of going in on him. And I think my points are still valid, but I want to address, you know, he said that women, black women, winter is coming for black women. And so <laughs> if you want to mess energy, let's go. What if he was right? Right. And so listening to um, Danica talk about winter is coming for women, uh, black women are struggling. What if she's right, y'all? What if Kevin Samuels and Danica, who's using the talking points from Kevin Samuels, are right? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's look and see what type of woman had a rough winter last winter and possibly might have a hard winter this this coming winter, right? Let's look at who the women are that are suffering right now, okay? And she she even said it herself. The women who are struggling right now and have to be masculine and out there trying to be self-sufficient and working two and three jobs and having side hustles, not because they want to, not because they enjoy, you know, what they're in. All they know is they need to provide food for their children, um, clothes for their children. They need to provide for themselves. And those are going to be the type of women that are having a hard winter. But there's a common denominator, right? There's a common denominator. So kind of hinted at it in my last podcast. In the description, the type of black woman that is having cold winters is in very close proximity to a low-performing black man. Okay? So, depending on your age, if your dad is a black man who is absent from the home, I've been talking a little bit about how one of the reasons that black women have had to take on student loans is because they're coming out of a single parent home where the mom doesn't own a house um, and doesn't have the financial means to um, put them through, through college. And so they understand that they have to better themselves and also are the first ones to graduate from college. Their dad didn't do it. Their mom didn't do it. Okay. So if your father is a low-performing black man or absent out of the picture, and we've been talking a little bit too about how they're saying it's costing around $300,000 to raise a child at a minimum. And I'm sure that's not including private school, braces, travel, after-school programs, summer camps, you know, um... All those different programs where they have financial literacy camps for children. They have NASA camp stuff for children. They have trading, investing camps for children. They have coding camps for children. Just to kind of give you an idea of what's out there. Um, so if you're counting on it taking about $300,000 to raise a child and you're only being raised in a one parent home we're gonna assume that 
at a minimum, your mom would have needed at least $150,000 to raise you. So right there, you're not getting full access to all the medical care that you need, all the um, support that you need to be a um, productive adult, right? So in order for you to thrive, it's almost like a pregnancy, right? Um, we talk a lot about prenatal, importance of prenatal care, right? And so it's like prenatal care, postnatal care, after the child is born, how much are you pouring into that child so that when they are 18, 21, they are able to go out into the world and be an upstanding citizen, right? They're, that they're educated, that they're cultured, that they have access to, you know, all of the things that they need to be a well-developed, fully functioning person, right? So you have absent fathers and the way that that also has an impact is you have women, young, young women who unfortunately look for love as early as 16 uh, through sex. So then now next thing you know, she, you have a 16-year-old. I mean, you have a 16-year-old who's having children, right? No father in the home, no one there to, right? You have, we're talking about how the types of women that are having cold winters, it's because of their close proximity to black men, right? Low performing, I want to make sure too, because I, I, um, yeah, to low performing black men in the community, right? So then fast forward, you also have women who, God bless them, and I was among them, decide, you know, I love (laughs) black men and I want to give them a chance and I'm going to be different and I have so much love to give. And you put time into these relationships, right? And we're not the strongest community in terms of, I, I'm at a point where I side-eye anybody who gives advice on relationships from the black community. And especially the younger you are and the, um, if it's black men or women, because we are so far, far behind in terms of marriage rates and successful marriage rates. And so it's, there are some young people that, you can tell their parents did a really good job in teaching them, and I'm glad that they're vocal. But sometimes it's a, it is a little bit sad. And I, I actually have to say, I see it, and it's one of those things where, you know, like when an angel just bows its head and, like, covers its face with the wings type of a thing? It's so sad that I haven't even, I don't have it in me to drag that type of young lady, but I can hear her just using some talking points that have not been beneficial to the black community you know we're really far behind in terms of excuse me successful homes marriage rates you know even co-parenting right i can understand if you are in a relationship where you just really do grow grow apart right there's so many changes that happen from when you're in elementary school high school um i would say well since we're talking about couples if you have a high school sweetheart, you will change between the ages of 20 to 25 is your last growth, you know, like kind of spurt. And then from 25 to 35, it's different. And from 35 to 45, it's different and so on and so forth. Right. And sometimes you just aren't growing together. You you do have some changes. Right. And so 
but we're not even co-parenting. So we, it's showing up that, you know, because of the proximity where we're deciding to date low performing black men. And the reason I'm saying this is because next thing you know, now we're pregnant. If we're not and not in our early teens, in our early 20s, right? And now this person is either trying to toe tag you, trying to skip town or get out of paying child support. And or asking you to contribute 50-50, which takes you out of the traditional, you know, values that that you need in order to to thrive, for families to thrive, right? Not saying that you can't thrive in a single parent home or, you know, we have success stories of people who, you know, it it just, it's, because I want to be careful with the victim consciousness too, right? And that's why this message is important to me, too, because I want to make sure that if there is some type of victim mentality that I'm giving you tools and help to shape your mindset to help you figure out how to get TF out of this predicament. And one of the most empowering things I think I can even tell you at this point, too, is guess what? There's good news. Um... There are seasons every year and you start to learn the cycles. You start to learn what to look for and you understand that winter is coming every year. But the difference between the ones who are making it is that you start to figure out, well, if I plant seeds for harvest, when autumn comes, I can reap what it is I need to sow. And now I have a warm winter and I'm going to be, you know, I think that there are so many of us women who, you know, um, have figured out the formula and now we're sitting pretty. And I think that it would be nice for us to have a sisterhood where we can reach back and really help because I don't even think it's something that I can feel too comfortable with going to bed tonight, feeling like uh, I have to agree with someone like Danica or Kevin Samuels and be okay with knowing that there's women that have a cold winter, you know, um, when I have resources and can point them to different things that will help them to make sure that they and their children don't have a cold winter, right? And so you're not in a fixed state, right? Everything can change, right? And you can go from having a cold winter to having a winter in the Aspens, if you really wanted to, right? Um, so the type, my argument is that the women that went ahead and decided and or because their father, you know, um, absence took a toll financially and psychologically to their development, it, that means that you have some cold winters ahead of you, right? And the quicker we can work as a group to distance ourselves from that type of energy. So stop getting into relationships with them where you're having to give them 50% of your income. Stop having their children because they're not, you know, it's setting you backwards. Right? 
So in what you're going to find is if you start to look at the statistics, the women who are living that um, lifestyle where they're like, well, we're not having cold winters. Well, what's the key difference? We distanced ourselves. We distanced ourselves from Blackistan. Stopped having their kids and started dating, you know, more appropriately. I know there's a lot of conversations right now, which I try not to put too much weight on those because I understand people are making value judgments all the way through until December. Jupiter is in retrograde right now. Okay. Um, making value judgments about am I part of the divestment community? Am I part of the swirlers community? Am I pro, you know, black community? What does that mean? Does being a part of the black culture mean that we are part of a victim mindset? What does it mean to be a bad bitch? What does it mean to be the rest in your femininity? What does it mean to have a passive, to have a soft life? What does it mean to, to, um, have passive income? What does it mean to be an entrepreneur? What does it mean to be self-sufficient and stable? Do I want to be dependent on a man? What is a picnisha? Am I a mammy? You know, it can mean different things to different people, but all of us right now are kind of figuring out, you know, and I think what's going to be important as I try to close this out is It almost makes me want to cry a little bit because if I can acknowledge that, yeah, yeah, some of our women are having a cold winter. Okay. And, um, but understand it's not permanent that each year you're getting wiser in which seeds to plant, you know, some, and that you can go out and get the same access, right? Copying the right cat. So you can you can start to save up to buy the seeds that you need and start to plant the seeds and start to learn to plant in better soil, right? And for those of you who um, have some setbacks, you know, you can't choose who your father is, Right? But you can choose to invest in yourself. You can choose, you know, there's so many different career outlets. And I think that what's unfortunate is, you know, like I said, I think it's so disappointing because one of the things I learned when I was reading from the book Napoleon Hill, Think or Grow Rich, um, we were reading from the 11th chapter. And he was talking about how there are people that are evil minded, you know, and So here we have so many different ways of becoming, you know, wealthy. And I know for a fact that there are lash techs who make money. I know there are nail techs who make good money. I know there are people who do hair that make good money. Um, And so to demonize even something like that and to demonize women who have side hustles, okay, and become entrepreneurs. They said that black women are outpacing white men in starting businesses. And I think that's something for us to celebrate. You know? And a lot of times, if you're kind of like me, I don't have children. But I a lot of the things that I do and the things that I'm setting up. And sometimes it, it's just, <laughs> it sounds easier to say than to do and go through. But it's for my godkids, my niece and my godkids. Right. So 
it's like you start to understand that you invest in yourself so that you have warm summer, you know, uh, comfortable summers. And you also have something to pass on to your children. Y'all know I grew up in the church, right? And one of the things I'm learning and I'm hearing more other women kind of identify with this. We we talk a lot about like if, you know, in tarot or spirituality, what what remove what serves you, right? And it's easy to hear it. But what does that look like in real life? How is that practical? Right. So to me, I'm learning that I can take what serves me from Christianity. I can take what serves me from, you know, victim, you know, mentality. I can take what serves me from matching other people's energy, even if it is dark. I can take what serves me from the divestment community. I can take what serves me from the swirling community. I can take what serves me from you know, black love. I can take what serves me from, uh, I think I've mentioned Christianity, Buddhism. Um, but my point is, uh, I'm going to refer to something that came to mind from the Bible. A lot of you are familiar with that, uh, passage, the Proverbs 31 woman, And one of the things I love about the Proverbs 31 woman is if you go back and look at it, she was into real estate. She was into imports and exports. Okay. She had housekeepers, maids, landscapers. Right. Um, And her husband was held in high regard. Right. She had a husband that was held in high regard by even those in dominant society because he was contributing to the socioeconomic um, output of the region that he was in, right? He wasn't one of those, he wasn't one of those 50-50 type people that was contributing to the $50 billion deficit. But here's the part that I want to end with. One of the verses says, that the Proverbs 31 woman laughs at the cold winters. Let me look it up real quick. Right? Look at this. take you all to church but i like to think of myself as an oracle so welcome into my temple darling welcome to my temple okay so it says here um proverbs 31 21 and this is what i would really like for us so if we can acknowledge that there are some of us who have some cold winters then we can address it and we can fix it right because it's not going to do me service to say you know, like I did in my last podcast, like, bitch, where? Okay, all right, all right. Okay, and I and I looked at the type of woman that's having the cold winters, right? But here it says, when it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. Scarlet is very fine linen. It's almost like saying the, I don't know. What's a good brand? 
<laughs> right? Whatever you, you picture in your mind in terms of fine quality clothing, right? This one says, um, she has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. Okay. Um, let me see if there's any other um spin-offs from that. Uh right? So in time if we work together and we are proactive and you know we release the things that no longer serve you right and you start to copy the right cats start to copy the type of women that are laughing this winter right because it's not all of us it's not all of us so if you feel like you're going through a hard winter baby girl like i'm telling you i am rooting for you and this is not a permanent state and you look for the women around you that are laughing at the cold this winter, you know? And I think that more of us women can, uh, um, in recognizing this problem, look for young women that we can help, you know? That we can see that they're, um, by no fault of their own, have setbacks, you know, because of the upbringing that they had, you know? Um and I want to just share, I've mentioned it before in previous podcasts, but your next winter can be so completely different. I want to plant that seed in your mind, right? And just to kind of give you a benchmark. So this is, there's so many formulas and so many ways to change the trajectory of your life, right? One of my favorites to listen to, if you get a chance, Stephanie Sinclair. She's like a super metaphysicist and her story my word, how she went from not even being paid to pay, being able to pay her phone, I believe, to being a multi-millionaire, right? Uh, what I want to plant for you is <clears throat> something as easy as like the Google IT certificate, right? We've been looking lately to see that um, AI is going to be an area that's increasing. Um, and that program is six months. It takes six months if you do 10 hours a week. It costs you four, I mean, six months if you do 10 hours a week. Um, $49 a month. They help you with even interviewing for the jobs to make sure that you get jobs. And in many cases, they will even hire you at Google and I forget, Amazon. And I, they mentioned another company, right? Looking at, you know, it, it depends on what your background is too. But median, right? So in the middle could be a little bit less, could be a little bit more. $52,000 a year. So it's not the raggedy 60000 that Crimson Cure says. Like, y'all, that really grinded my gears when that heifer said that. But anyways. um, Right? But, but let, let's do the math on this, right? So, and, and if you, you know, have the time to just book it and that's something you're committed to, um, 
I know it took me my first module. I did it in two weeks. I would have been done in two and a half months, right? But let's say it costs $50. And they do have scholarships, right? They do have scholarships. So 50 times six months, that like 300 Yeah, $300. And you can pay from month to month, right? You invest $300 into yourself, six months, and you can forever change the trajectory of your life and your children's lives. And next winter, it'll be a little bit more comfortable. In two years, you'll start to giggle when the winter starts to come around. And in three years... You'll be in your own home when the winter comes around, right? And for, you know, everyone has different levels of comfortability. Um, and I use the idea of, um, you know, a, a snow cabin in Aspen. It's kind of like right up there with the luxurious lifestyle of just comfort and ease, you know, some of you might not even be into the cold. I don't really like the idea of having to go through the snow. I remember one time, as a matter of fact, I went um, skiing. <laughs> and But on the way up there, when I tell you I was in fear of my life because the road was so slippery from the snow, it was freaking cold. I had snow. I had um, air muffs and everything, several layers of clothing. I'm getting comfortable in bed. <laughs> this feels so good. But um, it was so cold. It was uncomfortable as hell. My ears were freezing. I didn't even, to be quite honest, I don't think I ever felt my ears until then. And now I have a consciousness that they're there. But it's like, I didn't even know I could feel my ears. Like, that's how cold it was. And one time I slipped and the snow got in my pants. Ooh. So I'm not, I'm, I'm you know... Aspen, you know, a cabin in Aspen's in the winter might not be your thing. Maybe you can go in the summer <laughs> and you can probably meet me up there. Like, that'd be so cool if one day we had, you know, or maybe your thing might be going out to the vineyards or going on a cruise and putting your kids in summer camp and gymnastics and music band and, you know, giving them tutors for, you know, different languages and stuff like that, right? But whatever... Whatever is going to have you laugh in the cold winter, understand that it's not permanent, that you have the ability to turn that pain to power. You know, um, and, and some of y'all might be kind of laughing too, but let me just go back to that thing. When I tell y'all, this woman... Let me go to the chapter of 31. You can kind of log off now because I like to keep these at 30 minutes. But because I've said my piece, right? We explored what kind of woman will have a, a cold winter. I think that at this point, if you've heard this under the sound of my voice and you still make a dusty decision to have a child with someone for one out of wedlock who hasn't even committed to at least. And, and there's conversations about marriage and what it means. I have my views on it too um bear in mind i'm single never been married no kids so take that with a grain of salt that's me giving advice <laughs> from one of the you know communities that don't really rate high in terms of marriage but um you know pay attention to your choices and 
um, make sure that you are home base is taken care of so that if you choose to have a child, you're not having to worry about the winter for you and your children and clothing them and feeding, feeding them. And so then that means you're going to move differently, right? So let me um, kind of just scroll down here real quick. But it says, um, a wife of noble character, who can find? She's far more precious than rubies, right? And so it says here, these are the type of things, like she selects wool and flax and works eager with her hands. So she is someone who understands, like even, you know, we talk a lot about fashion, designing and clothing, but not only does she make different things, right? And that can mean different things for each one of you. She she's a hands-on person for me i like to think of like the bracelets like i need could get back to making bracelets probably what i should have been doing all this time is making bracelets but um and she and so she says she's like a merchant she's like the merchant ships bringing food from afar right so there's that importing and exporting um if you even look at the queen of sheba she was known for having the most expensive spices and um that that was the equivalent of being uh having access to a multi-billion dollar industry back then right um it says here she appraises this is verse 16 right this is the real estate part she appraises a field and buys it from her earnings she plants a vineyard so vineyard right there's that's something you know she has a um a, a vineyard right and when, what do we think of when we think of vineyards today right martha's vineyard you know, selling fine wine, a life of luxury, right? Whether you wanted to stay there and or have workers there. And wine is just one of those things that people have when they think about luxury, right? Um, and she says she makes coverings for her bed. Her clothing is fine linen and purple, right? So it's kind of giving bad bitch energy. Like if you all saw my last or read heard my last podcast and the Denitra guy lady was talking about oh all these women think that they're bad bitches and all this type of stuff listen nothing to be ashamed of that right it's actually like commended um it says strength and honor are her are her clothing she can laugh at the days to come she opens her mouth with wisdom and wisdom comes with time y'all so be patient with yourself but know that your state if it's in a not what you desire is not permanent. Faithful instruction is on her tongue, right? Um, and then I think I'll just leave it there. You know, so I'm definitely rooting for you. Um, some women are having a cold winter and it's because as a collective, we've made some poor choices, right? Had children, with people that were not willing to step up to the plate in terms of what is necessary, you know, and that forces you to be in a position where you're working those two and three jobs, right? And, but at the same time, for those of you who haven't already, you have a, a bright future ahead too the difference i think even between the two is you can have someone who kind of has you know not probably two-parent home you know and access to things and you still don't take advantage of the information 
And you can be stuck and have someone who recognizes the errors of their way and course correct and go on to to be someone like Stephanie Sinclair. And um, there's so many other models out there, right? And I just love the, the thing with Stephanie Sinclair because when you hear her story, you know, how much it transformed, how much it changed. All of us are so capable of those stories. Another one, actually, I don't know her name. Had I think hers, it's something Onyx. I think if you go to like Kendra G and type in Onyx and you hear her story of how far she's come. She was a foster child and now she's a, she makes like at least 100000 a month, right? And her life changed. She said that she used to be homeless and it was just having access to the right information, right? Having access to the right information in providing protective gear, right? Uh, so uh, remember that's around the time the pandemic had hit. And so there was a lot of money to be made in selling like masks and um, like disinfectants and all that kind of stuff, gloves, scrubs, that type of thing. You know, I, I'm kind of just, but yeah, so she sold protective gear and now she's making upwards of a hundred thousand a month right so just understand that it's not limiting there's limit uh don't be so stuck on the limiting beliefs it's almost like uh getting rid of the victim consciousness right yeah we've had some oppression you know one of the things i i wanted to understand this victim mentality thing a little bit more and um, one of the titles that I saw in a video was there is a difference between a victim and victim mentality, um, victim consciousness. And so it doesn't mean that we don't have the wounds, but it means that we heal the wounds and then we come back stronger. OK, so know that I am absolutely rooting for all of my divine feminines, you know, and we're going to figure this out. <laughs> So you hang around white people, we're gonna figure this out. <laughs> but um yeah. Until the next podcast, peace.